This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Molly still chasing Formula E Extreme Deal. Perth Supernight. Supercars return to Western Australia under lights. Murph Bathurst return. It's still on. Plus, Scotty Mack gears up for a mad month. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Firstly, an update on rally star Molly Taylor's future in the Formula E Extreme Championship. As we revealed a few weeks back, she doesn't have an ongoing deal for this year's electric off-road series. That's despite Taylor being the defending co-champion. She is still working on a deal to continue with former Formula One world champion Jensen Button's team. Helping her cause, the second round in Sardinia off the coast of Italy has been postponed from next week to early July. Now, Molly was reticent when we contacted her, declining to comment. However, she did concede that her extreme e future would be announced soon. And from that, we deduce a deal is in the works. She contested the first round of this year's series in Saudi Arabia in February with Button's team. That was after being dumped by Nico Rosberg's squad, with which she won last year's inaugural Formula Extreme E title. Go figure. Back here, Molly has starred with her interviews on Stan Sports' coverage of the Speed Series. She'll be back behind the microphone at Sydney Motorsport Park at the end of next month. Supercars returns to Perth this weekend after two seasons away. It's a two-day event with racing under lights on Saturday and daytime races on Sunday. Now, while the WA border is open, key COVID restrictions remain, including an outdoor crowd density limit. So daily attendance at Wanneroo Raceway will be restricted to 20,000. In effect, no crowd cap as the organisers would be ecstatic with that sort of turnout. Even with pent-up demand after Supercar's two-year absence, it would be extraordinary if 20,000 attended either day. Half that would be a great result. The Perth Super Night is looming as a big test for a couple of wannabe contenders. Chief among those is Nick Perkett, looking to piggyback WAU teammate Chaz Mostert's race-winning form. Paired with guru race engineer Jeff Slater, Perkett told Parked Up's Grant Rowley that he's a podium prospect in Perth. Yeah, it's um, a team perspective. It's great. Um, I feel comfortable there, really happy with the move. And, you know, it's a a little bit unique. Obviously, I've stepped into a very good team and Chaz is getting good results. But, you know, I've come as a new driver towards the team team, and Jeff as a new engineer. So that's probably been the trickiest bit. I haven't had... You know, I didn't have an engineer that's been on that car for five years, two years, and say, hey, Nick, this is how you drive it. Myself and Jeff are learning that together. So it's been enjoyable. I'm not trying to... I literally said, just plug Chaz's setup in, and I'll adapt to that. And I'm trying to adapt to the way he drives a car. So I've changed my style quite a lot to... Um, well, it's a lot in my world. You know, it's very small things that makes that car work. So... Um, yeah, I think it's probably taking a little bit longer, but I wanted to kind of go with the open mind of learn the philosophy of the WAU team, um, and that'll help me in the future. So yeah, 
we're getting close. Um, need a little bit of luck to our way, and I think you know we'd be in a fair bit better position. But yeah, so far so good. Do you think we could see uh, you in that the genuine podium contention even as early as Perth? Oh, I think so. You know, race one at AGP. You know, me, myself and Chaz were running one two before the the pit stops and just circumstantial. You know, he. He had the big preference and his tyres went and I had to do an extra lap and it was about six seconds slower so I lost so much track position. Ended up in a pretty cool battle with SVG and you know, ended up fifth but you know, the, if it all kind of goes to plan and you don't have stuff like that going, I'd like to think we'd both stand on the podium at Perth at the same time. Another chasing a big improvement in Perth is Erebus Motorsports' Will Brown. After a strong end to the 2021 season, including his first victory, Plus a very competitive showing in the opening round at Sydney Motorsport Park, Brown has since been mysteriously off the pace in his Boost Mobile Racing Commodore. He told Grant Rowley that the Melbourne-based team is confident his issues have been resolved. It's been mainly down so far, but uh, that's part of motorsport. You can't uh, win every weekend as much as I want to. But, um, yeah, we had a tough one at probably the Grand Prix in Tasmania, but I think we've found something now to turn it around, and um, hopefully we head to Perth and have a really good run. What do you think is it that you found? Is it uh, work behind the scenes, or is it stuff that you've learned as you've been going through? No, there is stuff, but, uh, yeah, not, not that I'll probably comment on, but, um, yeah, no, we've definitely found some stuff. Will Brown being a bit cagey there about the problem. Heading to Perth, Triple H's new management is on a roll, with Shane Van Gisbergen leading the championship and Jamie Wincup replacement Brock Feeney performing strongly. Under the leadership of Wincup and Jessica Dane, Red Bull Ampole Racing has hardly missed a beat. And that, according to major co-owner Tony Quinn, is really no surprise. Oh, look, I think it's as per the script, to be honest. I mean, I think a lot of people have been waiting for something to happen. Um, but I've consistently said that Jamie is no dummy and the team are at the top of their game. And we have the best driver, undoubtedly, in the land um, helping us out. And I think um, the team's going as per we expected, to be honest. I mean, I know that we all had our fingers crossed uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park and I was in the pits with Jamie and Jess and I've never seen Jess so nervous uh, before but when Shane uh, won the race it was such a relief for everybody um, to get the first one under the under the belt and you know Brock's been surprisingly uh, good in my opinion I think he's done a great job it was always going to be a tough you know how do you follow a great the goat, you know, how do you follow that? There's only one way, you know. But I think Brock's done a, an awesome job, and you know, he's also got the towering presence of Shane next to him. He's done a great job, and you know, he's, he's in the top 10. That's 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 exactly what we were hoping for. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Everything's going to plan, and Roland and me just stay back and let the, the young fellas do the job, and they're doing it well. We don't need to be involved. And you can hear a lot more from Quinny in the current episode of Parked Up. More after this short break. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, 
Elfrace 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. Still on supercars, outspoken sponsor Peter Addison hasn't given up on his idea to back a wildcard entry for Kiwi legend Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway in the Bathurst 1000. COVID scuppered the plan in 2021, but Adderton confirms he's still committed to bringing Murphy and Stanaway out of retirement. I made it clear that I want that event to happen. Obviously, last year it didn't happen because of, uh, you know, of COVID. And uh, absolutely, I mean, I, it's a, the thing that the fans want. So I, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to make some announcements fairly soon. But yeah, I, I would um, be very, very disappointed if we don't see Greg and Richie uh, on the grid at Bathurst this year. Of course, it wouldn't be the opinionated Boost Mobile boss if he didn't have something controversial to say about how Supercar's new ownership is going. Well, I think it's a culture, to be totally honest with you. I think when you take over a new organisation, you've got to change the culture. And if the culture is um, is flat, not exciting, not willing to take risks, not willing to take uh, challenges on, then when you inherit that business and you don't do anything about that... Um, it'll stay the same. And I think that uh, what they need to do is change the culture of the sport, right? And I think that, you know, when I look at it, to add the excitement, um, to, you know, get race control, to stop controlling the race as much as they do and, and really start to give, you know, a personality to the drivers. Uh, the digital assets are easy to change. They could have easily changed them just to make small changes um, to, the, uh, to the program and then the on-track entertainment. It's just not there. And you know, I was at City Motorsport Park and the opening race, they had some, they wheeled out this truck, which they basically had drivers come out of it. Uh, we're doing a grid walk. The PA didn't work. The sound system didn't work. And then suddenly we all go to look at the cars and they rush us off going, oh, sorry, you don't get to see the cars now. We got to sit there and watch, you know, the drivers come out. It was just the most disorganized, unorganized event. And these are guys that basically run events. Yeah. Um, second, we should have been at Newcastle. I mean, the, the whole concept that Newcastle was because of COVID is just a farce. Newcastle was because they weren't willing to take a risk, race, in putting an event on because they thought they'd lose money. Well, that's the business they're in. They're in the events business, which ha- comes with risk. Having said that, Adderton admits he's still a sucker for supercars. I, anyone who knows me, Mark, and you've known me for a long time, I'm an eternal optimist. Right? And sometimes it's at my own downfall in, in continuing to think that things will get better and things will improve. Of course, I love motorsport. Like This is not just, for me, a pure marketing decision on behalf of, of the brand that we created, Boost. This is a passion. And you can tell by you know how I post and how I have you know a real involvement, unlike most sponsors who just put their name on the side of the door and then go back to doing whatever they do. I'm very passionate about it. So I want to see supercars successful. I want to make sure that the teams are successful and the fans love it and that the entertainment's there and it grows into being a very, very large sport. So this is more driven by my personal passion since I was a young kid uh, as opposed to a pure marketing decision uh, as, a, uh, you know, as a CEO of a company. Triple Supercars champion Scott McLaughlin continues his IndyCar quest at the Barber Motorsport Park Road course in Alabama next week. It's the start of an intense month, followed by the Indianapolis Road Course Race, the Indy 500 and Detroit Grand Prix. 
McLaughlin told Parked Up Plus he's looking forward to the rapid fire mixed event schedule. Yeah, and I think the last one, obviously, you said Detroit. That that was one place where I struggled at last year. Um, just crashing in practice and a few other things. But now with the different philosophy that we've gone with the car and how comfortable I am with it, I'm really excited to go back there. Um, and one thing as well, well, it's not a double header, so it's sort of only a one sort of race race points type weekend. Um, but if you look at, you know, so obviously Indy is a double points weekend, um, 100 points up for grabs there for the win. Um Barber actually felt you know, quite decent last year um, for my first race in the, in the car. So kind of excited to go back there. And, and then um, Andy Rokor, sorry, before the, before the 500. Like, yeah, the, the next, I think if we get through Barber and we're sort of there or thereabouts, like um, I'm going to be pretty excited heading down the stretch because I think we've made some inroads for sure. So um, I, I'm just keeping a lid on it right now, and just we'll just keep focused and and um, yeah, and try and make the most of you know how different the tracks are and, and get the most points out of all them. McLaughlin lost his early IndyCar Series points lead to Penske teammate Joseph Newgarten at Long Beach, but he's still pretty happy that his main title rivals are Newgarten and fellow teammate Will Power. <laughs> That's a good, good thing for the team because sort of from wh- from where we were last year, it wasn't an ideal year. Um, obviously, Joseph was right there to the end, but he was just consistent where we couldn't quite uh, the other three guys, including myself, couldn't quite extract the speed. And I think this year we've put our feet down on the ground on two tracks that we know we're reasonable at, but we've still got a few questions that remain unanswered about a few things, especially sort of heading to Barber and a couple other road courses where we weren't necessarily that strong. Um, but look, great! It's a great start for the team, um, you know. And, and you know, like the battle Joseph towards the end there at, at Texas was great, um, and showed all the hard work that went into. You know, we tested the week before, and we were like in a really good spot. So um, it was nice to capitalise, like I said, on, on that. Scott McLaughlin, who showed plenty of pace in last week's test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It was another busy weekend in international motorsport. Here's Grant Rowley again with his racing wrap-up. The fourth round of the Formula One World Championship was held at San Marino and it was Max Verstappen who dominated the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. The Red Bull ace was a cut above the rest, despite being out-qualified by title leader Charles Leclerc on Saturday. Verstappen beat Leclerc in the first Saturday sprint race of the year, and proceeded to crush his rivals in the race, leading home his teammate Sergio Perez. Lando Norris took his McLaren to third, while Leclerc finished down in sixth after a late race spin and clash with the wall while trying to hunt down Perez. Australian Dan Ricciardo saw his chances dashed on the opening lap when he made contact with Ferrari's Carlos Sainz. Sainz was out on the spot, while Ricciardo damaged the diffuser on his McLaren that saw him take 18th, the last of the finishes. On two wheels, Fabio Quartararo won the Portuguese Grand Prix at Portimao and now holds a stake in the lead of the MotoGP title. Aussie Jack Miller crashed out with seven laps to run while battling for third place. Remy Gardner finished with a career-best 14th. Toyota's Calais Rovenpera made use of a final stage fight back to claim the Rally Croatia victory from Hyundai's Otanak following a thrilling climax to the third round of the World Rally Championship. 
in the NASCAR Cup Series, Ross Chastain led only the final lap at Talladega to take his second ever win in the series, leading home Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch. And in the opening round of the British Touring Car Championship at Donington Park, the first in the category's new hybrid era, three different winners in three different brands of cars highlighted proceedings. Hyundai's Tom Ingram, Honda's Gordon Shedden, and BMW's Jake Hill were the victors. That's a wrap of motorsport from the weekend just gone. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus. See you in Perth. Finally, the Motorsport Australia National Awards and Australian Motorsport Hall of Fame Gala Dinner was supposed to have been held in Melbourne on Saturday night. It was cancelled just a week out because not enough invitees accepted. COVID concerns and travel uncertainty were cited, but it was a big disappointment for the hardworking officials who are honoured each year. Now, the awards night may not be a big deal for major championship winners, but for the rest, it's important recognition. The cancellation also robbed the latest four inductees into the Motorsport Hall of Fame of their due acknowledgement. It's disappointing that the response to Australian car racing's night of nights was so poor. A virtual awards ceremony conducted online will honour the winners soon. Motorsport Australia is committed to restoring the gala awards dinner in its traditional February slot next year. Well, that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and Tony Delberta on Thursday for more discussion and debate on local and international racing. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 